Welcome to our podcast, We're Group 6. I'm Jasmine. I'm Alondra. I'm Paige. I'm Miss Meralda. I'm Aaliyah. Um, I'm going to start. So now we're going to begin our 30-second summaries. Jasmine is going to go first. Okay, so um, at the beginning of Frankenstein... It's about Robert Walton writing letters to his sister, and then he finds Frankenstein. And then um, Frankenstein tells Robert Walton his story. Um, Frankenstein has a good childhood, then his mom dies, then he goes to college and becomes obsessed with science, and he creates a monster that runs away, um, and he runs away from the monster as well. And then he goes back to his house after his brother is murdered, and... um, He's very sad about that, and then he <laughs> meets the monster again. Okay. And then, who's next? Next is going to be Alondra. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so it says Robert Watson writing letters to his sister, and then later on, um, he meets um, Dr. Frankenstein, and Frankenstein tells him about his story, how he had a fairly normal childhood, his mother passed away, and then he goes to college and he becomes obsessed with science pretty much. And then he talks about how he made a monster, a living creature, how he got afraid of the monster, the monster got afraid of him, and they both ran away from each other. And then Robert Watson goes back home after the murder of his brother. Am I cutting out? And then after that, oh, okay. Did you get it or did I cut out? Sorry, what'd you say? Did you get it or did I cut out this? No, I got it. Okay, good. I could hear you. Okay, now I'm gonna go. Let me time it. Okay, so the story of Frankenstein basically begins with Frankenstein. So, hold on, I'm so sorry. I'm like so confused. <laughs> One second, let me restart that. I'm sorry. Okay, That's good. now I'm gonna go. The story begins with Robert Walton, and he's basically looking for a new passage to the Pacific Ocean from the Arctic Ocean, and he's at sea for weeks until he meets Victor Frankenstein. Victor Frankenstein has a background. He had a normal childhood. He had a good life. His mother passed away, though, but once he went to college, he, oh, I'm out of time. Sorry, I'm out of time. Okay, now it's my turn. The story starts with the letters by R. Walter to his sister. It moves on to Victor's perspective and where he talks about his childhood. And as the story goes, we know that Victor creates a creature. After some time, Victor goes back home, but he finds out that his brother's dead and blames blames his death on the creature. Victor then encounters the creature, and then the creature begins um, telling his part of the story and telling his part and how he is adapting to living on his own and how he ha- and how much how how much he has suffered good that was 30. okay is that it or somebody else has to go okay um i'm next so the story begins with robert walton writing letters to his sister while he's on an expedition and he later meets Victor Frankenstein, and that's where Victor's perspective begins. 
Um, Victor had a normal and good childhood. Um, as he got older, he went to college and he fell in love with science and philosophy. Um, he later created a creature um, using electricity from his experiments. And the, Victor freaked out and the monster ran away and so did Victor. Um, Victor later returned home when he found out his brother was killed. Um, he blames his his brother's death on the monster. And, um, sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I think we're supposed to all um, say who the best was. And I we all kind of like got to the same spot except for Esmeralda. And you got like the farthest. So I think you had the best summary out of all of us. Yeah, we all kind of talked about the same thing, but as not a you did get farther than everybody else, so it was good. Thank you. Okay, and then I think that's kind of it for this segment, and then we can move on to the next one. First question, it is Victor's character development. So basically, we're just going to discuss Victor's sense of self and responsibility for his actions, and we're going to try to discuss it from the beginning of the book until chapter 14. Okay, so, like, in the beginning of the book, um, Victor, it doesn't, like, when, in his childhood, um, he's just really obsessed with science, I think, and it doesn't really talk that much about his sense of self while he's younger. It's just all about, like, science, and I think another thing to bring up is how, like, his family on his father's side is, um, like, they have a lot of achievements, so I think that kind of put pressure on Victor, like, in his childhood, in the very beginning of the book. I think he did, too. I think growing up, he had his, not obsession, but his interest in science and because of his family and how they had the great achievements and stuff, like you said, it kind of, like, made him think that he had to be more. But I want to talk about how, like, his responsibility for his actions because that like is actually really interesting to talk about because he was responsible for creating the monster he was responsible for all of it but I don't think he really accepted the fact that he was at fault for it if that makes sense yeah I agree I think um once Victor created the monster he didn't really want to accept that he created this monster I think once um he blamed the monster for his brother's death was when he truly wanted to um take responsibility for his actions and when he truly felt guilty for what happened i agree i think he felt responsible for what had happened and he blamed everything on the monster but later he realized that it was his fault for not caring for the monster and like not doing like just leaving the monster on its own yeah, that, like, when he left the monster and didn't, like, do anything, that kind of, like, really intrigued me because as a scientist, I would expect him to, like, be curious as he's always been. But, like, once he saw what he did, he didn't take responsibility at all until, like, later and he just felt guilt for, like, all the actions. So he wasn't um, proactive about it. He just um, felt guilty after the fact that many bad things had happened. Yeah, like yeah. at first he didn't want to take responsibility about the monster. He was like, oh, I just made this, but 
And then once his brother dies, he's like, that's when he realizes that he should take responsibility over the monster, which then he does, but it's like all due to the regret at the end. Yeah, it's kind of like too little, too late. Because two people that were close to his family have already died. Like, especially Justine. I've, or I've, I'm not sure if that's her name. But um, he could have stopped it. Like, he could have done more and he didn't. Which I think is, like, a huge, like, tell of his character. How, like, um, like, how he's not really a hero. He's not, like, proactive about saving people in his life. He just um, let it happen. Yeah, and then people oh, looks like a bad person because it like shows that he doesn't care or that he was um he just didn't like mind just think like her like um she took I don't know how to say it, like she it wasn't like her fault that she had to go through that and he knew that it wasn't her but he still let it happen. Yeah, I think that Eventually, he did start to think that he needed to take responsibility for the monster's actions because it was his creation. Eventually, he started to believe that, but in, like, the beginning, or not the beginning chapters, but in, like, chapters 1 through 14, he he really, like, sought it out to be, like, oh, it was the monster's fault. Oh, it's not my fault, it's his fault. And he kind of just blamed it. He blamed everybody but himself for his creation. Yeah, and I, I really wonder, like, how he's going to make up for that in the next chapters. Like, I don't know what he's going to do because, um, like, if we're just talking about, like, the creature, the creature, um, it was innocent at first and, like, so much has changed. And I feel like the creature has grown to, like, resent Frankenstein because um, of, like, he rejected him. And I don't know how he's going to, like, take responsibility to like, for his family and for, like, what he did to the creature as well. Like, he doesn't realize that either, like, how much pain he caused. I agree, because the creature doesn't, like, know. It was just kind of, like, made. And um, Victor just put it out there, and he didn't really... The creature was just on its own. I I don't think the creature... Like, in a way, the creature is responsible for what happened, because if he did do it, it's on him. But the creature doesn't... Yeah, like, the creature was just, like, made, and then Frankenstein just left the creature, and the, the creature's like, oh, I never really understood the basic concept of good and bad, which is why, like, bad stuff happened after Frankenstein, the monster was created, and now um, Frankenstein wants to take responsibility over it, but he doesn't know how to start or uh, have a basic understanding of the pain he has caused. Um, now we're going to discuss nature's role in this section of the reading. We're going to discuss the poem and how the speaker of the poem compares and contrasts with Victor and the creature. And we're going to use our own experiences to see if we agree or disagree with the speaker. Okay, so like first talking about the poem, it's basically... Um, saying that like you shouldn't get all of your knowledge from reading books you should like be out in nature and experiencing things and you can learn so much from that rather than like from reading a bunch of books and I think um how this poem connects to like the creature and Frankenstein is because 
Frankenstein learns, like, most of his information from books and, like, from going to school. And the creature learns everything from nature because he's, like, all by himself. He doesn't have anyone to teach him. But he can learn a lot from just observing things that happen, which I think is interesting. Yeah, just like uh, Frankenstein, all his knowledge was given to him by reading and studying. And the monster, he was he learned from watching what was going on around him, which makes uh, makes both of them have completely different understandings of what's going on around them. So that means they both don't stand on equal grounds and think differently due to the way that they were pretty much brought up in their life, which is differently for both of them. Yeah, I agree. I think the creature is kind of represents nature in a way. I think he's going to allow Victor to learn more um, about the world and learn more rather than just reading out of a book. Exactly. I agree with that. And the poem did mention like science and art. So that's another way you can like compare the creature and the poem. But the creature was basically all about like it was just nature and it i think it'll help um victor in the long run yeah Yeah, um the story shows both of the sides like the books which is victor and um nature which is a creature and the book um the book that we're reading right now it shows how um the from nature which a um, it agrees to the poem, and it shows how you could also learn from nature and on your own. Yeah, another interesting thing I noticed in the poem, I think it said we were like we murder to dissect, and it's um, that line is kind of talking about how humans, um, like, and this is more of the Frankenstein side, like with Victor, he um, is so curious about things that he's willing to go to like so many lengths to understand. And I feel like that's a difference from learning from nature and learning from books. Like, with people, um, I feel like there's a lot of bad things that happen when people want to know more. They'll go at, like, any length to understand it. Like, with Frankenstein, he created this monster because he wanted to understand, like, how life is created. So he, like, dug up a bunch of graves, and, like, that's a horrible thing to do. Yet he still did it because he wanted to know more. And I don't think the creature is like that because he's learning from nature and he wouldn't, like, he wouldn't hurt anything in order to gain knowledge. You can just learn from observing things. So I feel like that's a huge difference and um, that brings in information from the poem. I agree. That, like, line or stanza from the poem talking about we murdered to dissect, like, it explains a lot about... Frankenstein it explains a lot about the story because like you said he does go to lengths that like normal people really wouldn't because he's so curious to see different sides and different perspectives of the thing that he wants to know about and it just kind of like it just resonates yeah and then like connecting that to the real world I feel like there's a lot of science that has happened that's like super experimental and they use people to like test it out and like it's so dangerous but like people want to know like they want this like knowledge so badly that they will like hurt a lot of people for it and I don't I feel like that's um 
something that kind of connects to the whole Prometheus thing with like how fire is given to the humans and then they use it like in a good way and also in like a bad way for war and that's kind of like with knowledge people will um like can use it in a positive way or a like peaceful way and other people will use it to do like terrible things okay how does frankenstein respond to the knowledge that his brother is dead and it was likely the fall of the creature how do the other members of his family respond to william's death how does frankenstein explore the range of response people will have to death um so his frankenstein's first reaction to william's death is just like sadness i think but once he found out that the creature did it, I feel like he was in, like, shock. And I feel like that's a huge, like, pers- first step to, like, um, accepting someone has died. Like, you're first in shock. It was, like, basically grief that he was kind of going through. But once he found out that it was this creature who was basically responsible for it, I feel like deep down he kind of did start to think, oh... Maybe it is, like, my fault a little bit. That's just what I think, though, because he didn't really take responsibility. He didn't really take fault for a lot of things. But in this situation, with everything that happened, I feel like in the back of his mind, he did kind of start to think, oh, maybe it is my fault. Yeah, I agree with that because um, after he saw the monster, he, like, stayed in the woods all night in the rain just thinking about, like, everything that just happened, like, he thought, like, this has to be my fault because I created this and now my brother is dead. And that's, like, a horrible feeling because it's just guilt and sadness and anger because, like, you feel bad for what you did. You're angry at the creature for doing that and, like, you're sad because now you lost a loved one. I agree. I think it was just a mix of emotions of feeling, like, sad and anger and just, like, I think he was angry with angry with himself also for doing for built like creating this creature, but also um angry with the creature. But when he was angry with the creature, I feel like he he was he didn't realize that the creature didn't know what he was doing and it was just on its own. Yeah, I also think he wasn't just angry at himself, but he was also um disappointed and with everything. I don't think he was just mad at himself, but also disappointed with himself because I think he understood that he, if he took responsibility about the monster, maybe William would still be alive and the monster wouldn't have killed him. Because if he actually stayed and took responsibility of the monster of running away, the outcome could have been different. Yeah. And um, also, like, just to compare, like, how... Um... Frankenstein rocks to William's death versus the family. I feel like the family is just all very sad. And they're, um, I know Elizabeth, like, um, Victor's cousin, she was also feeling guilty, but, like, they all, all, like, generally just felt really sad. And Frankenstein had, like, so many more emotions because, like, the, the cause of William's death is so complex. Like, it's not just the monster that might have did it. And it's, I think that like really all of that weighs on him so much because he's feeling so many different emotions and then his family is just like mostly just sad and they don't understand everything that happened. They're just like sad and angry for what happened to their like um, family member.
no William. Um, Elizabeth, she felt responsible because she thought that the murderer that killed William wanted to get the locket. And so that's why she was, she thought she was at fault and she was responsible for it. But in the end, like, it was the creature that killed him. So the family, like, they felt a lot of grief. They felt sadness. They felt, Elizabeth felt responsibility for it. And also looking from the creature's perspective, like we don't know what was his motive to killing William. Like we don't know um, why he did it. And like um, also from like the family's perspective, once they found out that Justine wasn't actually like the one um, who killed William, like I wonder how they feel knowing that the real person that killed William is still out there and is still um, capable of doing more than just killing one person. Yeah, I... Cause they think it, um, they think it was Justine, but they were also sad for her death as well. So it's just, it's really complicated. Cause I feel like, even if they knew it was Justine, they felt bad for her too because they were part of the family. And I think if they figured out it was the creature, like you said, it would be terrible because they would have lost two members, for like, no good reason. Yeah, because I think it was Elizabeth that went to go visit Justine, and Justine had told her that she wasn't guilty, that she just um, said she was just to, like, um, save, not save herself, but, like, make her feel clean to herself, to Justine, to her, um, and just, like, just say that it was her, but it actually wasn't her. And I think Elizabeth believed her at the end. Yeah, and then... That was five minutes. Oh, Okay. So I guess we'll move on to the next question. As part of the reading, we're going to be discussing how um, this portion of the reading develops the creature as, as a character and what does it suggest about what it means to be a human. Okay, so to begin with the creature's story, um, I feel like the creature is like a baby, like completely innocent. Like he has not done like anything. He's just trying to figure out, like, everything around him, like babies do, and it's just different because, um, because he's, looks different from all humans, he's treated differently, so he, like, I feel like that affects how he learns things, because he learns that he's a monster, and I don't think that's, like, how he really is, based off of this reading. Like, he doesn't want to cause harm to anyone, yeah, I agree. I think in this portion of the reading, um, we kind of see how the creature isn't really at fault for everything that he's done. Although he did physically do harm to people, um, like you said, he's like a baby. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He doesn't really know right from wrong until he learns that he is a monster and that his actions do have consequences. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of his learning came from the family he observed. And, like, he learned, like, right from wrong with how they react, like, with how they reacted to certain things. And also, um, I really think the creature is, like, very empathetic. He understands human emotion. Like, even when he didn't understand the language that the family in the cottage was speaking, 
he felt their emotions. He felt they were all sad. And he, like, he understood it. Which, like, that brings up the question, like, what does it mean to be human? Like, I feel like being able to have empathy and being able to um, relate to other people is a part of being, like, what it is to be human. I think that he observed the family, and that's where he got a lot of his learning abilities from, and that kind of helped him to be, like, to have that empathetic sense, that empathetic sense, like, that helped him have his emotions and stuff. Yeah, because in page um, 119, he says, when they were unhappy, I felt depressed, and when they rejoiced, I sympathized with their joy, which just shows that he's like going along about um their expressions and he feels what they feel so we know that he has emotion in him and he's not just this bitter um creature exactly i think that i think that the creature really did learn a lot and like you guys said he was like a baby he was new to everything and he adapted and he learned so much but he did cause problems and I mean, he didn't really take that responsibility for his actions because he doesn't, he was basically a baby. He didn't know any better. And, but I think that he learned and he did cause harm, but he learned from it. And I think that to be human, you need to learn from your mistakes. You need to learn from your rights and wrongs. And I think that throughout the story, he is learning that. Yeah. Um... But I think, like, when he murdered William, I think that was way after, like, this period of time. I feel like much more has happened to him, like, since, like, leaving the family. Um, because, like, in this, while he's with the family, he recognizes why, like, how he's different. And I feel like he has this whole identity crisis because he looks different for everyone. People run away from him at the side of him. Like, he doesn't know where he belongs and I feel like this is a big part of his character development, like the not knowing like who he is. And then I feel like later in the story, he'll figure it out more. But I feel like that's a huge um, piece of this, like not understanding who you are, like for some reason, not liking yourself because of other people's reactions to you. He also has, like, no one. He doesn't have, um, he sees this family, he sees how they have each other's backs, and he realizes that he has no one, he's on all on his own, and he has, like, no friends. And he sees himself as a monster as well, because he notices that everybody leaves, leaves and gets scared of him and is afraid of him. Yeah, and to add on to that, um... Something I noticed, too, was he started calling the family his protectors, even though, like, he didn't meet them yet. Like, he just observed them, and they don't know he's there. And I think he called him the protectors because they taught him so much. Like, he was able to stay in, like, their shed on the side of their house, and he learned so much for them. But I feel like um, he built up meeting them. He builds it up so much in his head like he's going to be able to be part of this family. I feel like if that doesn't happen, that'll like really break him. That's something I noticed. And like that also like shows his human feelings. Like rejection is terrible for everyone. Like everyone doesn't like rejection. That's the end of our podcast on the novel Frankenstein written by Mary Shelley. Thank you for listening.